Welcome to another edition of Children of Song, the podcast that explores what it must have been like to grow up surrounded by music. For those of us who are taking this journey with us for the first time, we're speaking with artists for whom making music is as natural as breathing. Some of them are the sons and daughters of music stars. Some of them grew up in homes surrounded by family music makers. Some of them began making music when they were so young that they can hardly remember a time when music wasn't in their lives. But all of them are children of song. We'll find out who inspired them, who they might have met backstage or stopped by on the weekends, and ultimately, we'll learn what drove them to continue the family legacy and pursue their own musical journeys. I'm Robert K. Orman, and I'm joined by my producer, Brad Newman. Hello, Brad. Hey, Robert. Welcome back to Nashville. Oh, I love it here. I really do. And today we're going to be interviewing somebody who has a real music legacy. I mean, her, her mother and father raised 10 children all in the music business, so it, it should be fun. Absolutely. Brad's here to help me on our journey, and Jamie Pfeffer is here to make us sound good, our engineer. In what we're calling our Nashville sessions, we find ourselves at the beautiful home of C.C. Winans one of the greatest gospel singers alive today. With 12 million in sales, she's also the best-selling female gospel artist of all time. Cece has earned 10 Grammy Awards, 20 Dove Awards, and five gold records for her work. She's also a member of one of America's great musical dynasties. Mom and Pop Winans were recording artists, so were her brothers Ronald, Marvin, Carvin, and Michael, who performed as the Winans. Brother Daniel is an artist, Brother David is a guitarist. Cece began her career as the duet partner for Brother B.B. Winans, and then both became solo artists. Younger sisters Angie and Debbie Winans are also recording artists. Winans Phase 2 is a group comprised of her nephews. (laughs) It goes on and on. In addition to her brother B.B., her duet partners have included Whitney Houston, Take Six, Mary Mary, and the Clark Sisters. Cece has written three books. She is a pastor. She is a mom. Her ninth solo album is out this year, and it's called Let Them Fall in Love, and is co-produced by another musical Winans, her son, Alvin Love III. You know, frankly, I'm impressed that you could find the time to spend with us. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> it is. It is impressive, really. You, oh, you know, you're you come you along pretty down the line in the line of kids. Yes, I am number eight. You're number eight. Yeah. Yes. And when when you were little, obviously everybody around you is making music. Yeah. Did, did you think, well, that's what I'm going to do too, or did you have to be pushed into it? Oh, I was pushed into it, um, but at a very young age. I mean, we were raised in a church, and so. Um, Being a part of the kids' choir was not an option. Our parents, um, they saw the gift in us years ago, of course, Mm -hmm. from the beginning, and uh, and they always nurtured it. And so my first solo was uh, Fill My Cup, Lord. And uh, I cried every year. You cried? Yeah, every year. (laughs) Uh, Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting in my soul bread from heaven feed me till i want no more fill my cup fill it up and make me whole Hmm. 
Very nice. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I kind of why you pushed her into this record. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so I was probably about eight years old when I sang that um, for the first time. And uh, every year we would have like a big convocation, they called it at our church. And, and I had to sing that. And this is in, De- year in Detroit, just, right? In Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yep, in Detroit. Now, was there a competition among the kids? Which, you know, obviously with everybody being so powerful and so good, you know. <laughs> a competition? Um, I don't think it was a competition uh, during that, but, but throughout our lives, yes, of course. I mean, we, we held our own Grammy Awards with so many of us <laughs> being in there, you know. And so we would have our own accept, acceptance speeches and... And uh, we would act it all out, uh, but but it, we would do. My, actually, my parents started sponsoring us in uh, family concerts in Detroit. Mm-hmm. We would do Mother's Day concerts and Christmas concerts. Mother's and, Day is big. Yeah, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day is very big. big. Yes, yeah. very very big. And so, uh, yeah, we would we would compete during those times. You know, nobody wanted to be the worst singer or have the worst. <laughs> performance (laughs) but it does spur you on though right to be around that kind of talent in the house even I mean if you see somebody really doing something special yeah does it you inspire of course of course Uh, my my older brother started recording before we did you know Mm -hmm. my brother and I Mm -hmm. and um, they did a lot of great things and they were always really really good and so you knew you had to come with it if you were going to (laughs) come Well, you know, Detroit is such a hotbed of music. I mean, yeah. it's got everybody from the Franklins, the, you know, Aretha and her daddy. Oh, yeah. And the Motown people. Motown people. Um, you know, all those folks up there. That's right. Did you have that around you, or were you, were you allowed to, like, participate in that kind of music as well as gospel? No, not in our home. Really? We it was didn't. just gospel. But we heard it when we were outside of the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, only gospel in the home. My parents only allowed us to listen to gospel music. They wanted us to be influenced by gospel music. Um, but like you said, I mean, they knew they knew talent when they saw it and heard it. And so Stevie Wonder, Gladys, uh, well, Gladys Knight, mm-hmm. uh, Aretha Franklin, the Four Tops lived a few top uh, a few blocks down from us growing up. Levi Stubbs, one of the great singers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So so we were always surrounded by it inside and in, you know uh, outside of the house, but definitely just gospel music inside. Alvin, did you have that same experience, or did she let you listen to whatever you wanted? Uh, it was, was a little bit more lenient. I was, yeah, she was a little bit more lenient. It was still predominantly gospel in the house, but uh, I mean, at that point, there were video channels. We kind of had ways of hearing other things, but uh, yeah, it was mostly gospel in the house too. But I grew up hearing everything. Like you like said, outside the house, it's hard mm-hmm. to not hear it. Were you aware of what a huge star she was? I was. Um, <laughs> I would bring her videos to show and tell when I was in kindergarten. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's my mom. Yeah. Like that was, especially during that elementary, middle school time, that was a time where I felt like BB and CC were really, you know, you just saw them everywhere. And, mm-hmm. You know, I, it, t- it didn't take me long to realize that not everybody's parents were on the Grammys last night, you know? Right. So. <laughs> when you have, and, you know, for those of you listening, you know, BB and CC weren't just in the gospel field. They had huge R&B records, you yeah. know, big, big hits. So know. that was all around, like, elementary school time for me, so I thought it was a lot of fun. So yeah. did, was there a period of your life where you just said, I'm going to do that too? Or was, oh, uh, are you kidding? From the time he came out, he yeah. said he was going to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, I have two children. I have a daughter 
And I have Alvin. Alvin's the oldest, and then Ashley's two years. Ashley went to Belmont, right? Both of them graduated from Belmont. That's where I live, right over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they both graduated from Belmont. But uh, Ashley, it was so funny. Alvin, you know, during the times I would take them out on tour, and they would be at the show, Alvin wanted to, you know, wear the same thing the background singers were wearing. He wanted to get out there on the stage. <laughs> and Ashley was asking me, when is your last song? Uh, so she could care less. She wanted to get out, and he was—he wanted to get in. So he's always loved music. So he was, always she was like, "When? When is this over, Mom?" Yeah, when is this over? She was not <laughs> impressed at all. <laughs> Still to this day, I think—I mean, she loves music now, and she has a good voice, but doesn't want to do it at all, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but Alvin, he—it was all in him. You plunged right in. Oh my God! From beginning <laughs> to end, he always had a good ear. Always had comments. Mom, you guys messed up here. You didn't do. I'm like, how did you hear that? We did mess up, uh, but he did. He it, yeah. so he has an ear. He has, he has an incredible ear. ear. He does. Yeah, that's a that's a gift. Yeah, yeah, it really is. When you yeah. were a kid, you were on national television from yeah, quite a, when I was know, about sixteen. 17 I was going to say a teenager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that like? The PTL club. I mean, everybody thinks of those people as kind of weird and scandalous and yeah. Strange. No, Were they strange? <laughs> no, great people, really great people. Jim and Tammy Baker. Um, I went there, like you said, I was about 17 years old. And, um, well, what can I say? They gave us our start, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I knew the power of television, but I didn't know the power of television. So when we first got on the TV show, um, even though it was a Christian TV show and a lot of people didn't know about it, a lot of people did know about it. And it changed our lives. I mean, I can remember. Is this before you? I can remember the. Contract? That was before our recording contract. Mm -hmm. Bebe and I went, and we were part of the PTL Singers. And I remember the next day after appearing on there, the first day, the second day, people started no noticing us in the stores, in the grocery stores. Wow. And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh my God, is this what TV does?" Um, yeah. Now, what kind of material were you doing back then? Standards or new stuff or? We would do these standards. They would just do different people's songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's where they gave Bebe and I the song, um, well, it was Love Lift Us Up, but we changed it to Lord Lift Us Up, Where We Belong, <laughs> Where the Eagles Fly, On the Mountain High. And uh, that was the beginning of Bebe and Cece. Because yeah. we, when we went down there, we were not planning to be a duel or duet. Mm -hmm. um, we were just a part of the PTL singers. It was about eight singers, six, eight singers. Now, and, when I uh, first knew you, you were fairly compared to Bebe, I would say, the more retiring of the two, right? Definitely. I'm definitely more, um, let me stay in the background. Mm -hmm. Let me stay home. So when you went solo, was that a big learning experience? Like, I'm going to assert myself now and I'm going to... I have to do the media. I have to do the talking. I it was a huge change for me because mm -hmm. BB did all the talking. Yep, that's what um, I remember. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I've always been more comfortable in the background. But a lot of people don't know when, when, we, when we signed to do a duet album, we signed at the same time to do solo records. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't know that. So we signed, and we just knew we would fulfill the duet records first, and then we would get around to the solo records. And so when it was time, I was just like, wow, okay, I don't hear BB on this record. How am I going to do this? Uh -huh. <laughs> but but I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time once I got the feel of it. I was telling Brad that I thought you made history uh, mm. when Addictive Love became a number one R&B hit. Mm -hmm. No gospel star had done that ever. 
And yeah. that was really history making to me. It was amazing. Um, Capitol Records heard the record because I guess they were together with EMI. They were. Mm -hmm. And um, when they heard the record, they were like, look, can we release this on and our side it. and yeah. push it as an R&B record? So we hadn't planned for that to happen. And they did it. They said, "We don't. y'all don't have to change anything. We love it. And yeah, that was that was huge for us. Do people still ask for it? Do you still sing it? Sing what? Which addictive one? Love. Oh, Addictive Love. Yes, they love that. Yeah. Whenever we've Whenever we're together on tour, they want to hear that, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sure. But a lot of other songs of BB and CC, yeah. Mm -hmm. That you had a bunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you do Addictive Love a little bit? Addictive Love? Mm. Time to admit it, I'm so addicted. You see, he's taken my heart and showed me the right way. No doubt about it, I'm lost without it, right? You see, his love takes me higher, and I didn't know why, and then I found it was addictive love. Mm. <laughs> that voice is crazy. Alvin, did you feel you were in this shadow of, of greatness? I mean, your whole, everybody before you in this whole dynasty, and here you're coming up as a kid, was that like a burden to like think of all Not of this all. greatness in the Winans dynasty and your mom, you know? Not at all. Uh... That wasn't my perspective. I just was happy to be a part of the family, and I was constantly inspired. And uh, yeah, I never really registered it as a, oh man, what about me? What am I going to do? If anything, I think it just spurred me on to want to be great. So you didn't, you didn't feel it was you were, had, had to shoulder a name. No, I think it helped out that my last name is Love. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mom, not whining. Yeah, and not whining, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I think I think it's always just been a really pleasant experience for mm -hmm. me as far as the notoriety of the Winans and being a part of that and witnessing her and her success. I think it's just been more inspiring than burdensome hmm. for me. Maybe maybe other cousins it was different, but for me it was not that at all. Are you close to your other cousins? Uh, yeah, we are. It's a bunch of us um, on my mom's side. My mom has she's one of ten. Right. They all had kids, so. You can imagine. One is phase three, one is yeah. phase Oh, yeah. It keeps five. going. A lot of phases. <laughs> now they're having kids, so, like, yeah. It's... Yeah, and they're singing. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get to know Whitney Houston? How did I get to know Whitney? Um, well, the first time I heard Whitney, I didn't know it was Whitney. Uh, I was in Detroit, and I heard a commercial from um, Steak and Ale. It was a Steak and Ale commercial, which is a restaurant in right. Detroit, the chain in Detroit. And I remember hearing his voice, and I was like, oh, my God, who is that? So it was just, you know, commercials are very short commercials. Um, and then fast forward maybe a year, maybe two, it was the Image Awards. Bebe and I were at the Image Awards, and that was the year Whitney came out. Mm -hmm. And I was in the lobby, and we kind of crossed paths, and she saw me, and she was like, Cece, oh, my God, I love y'all. And I was like, Ooh. What? How do you Who I am? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? She said, oh, and she started singing. I can't remember what song she started singing, but she started singing one of our songs. And I was like, oh, this is hilarious. And because, of, of course, it was the Whitney Houston show. She was winning everything. Right. And uh, she was like, are you guys playing around here? And I was like, you know, actually, we have a late concert. It was, I don't know if you remember, it was a place called Concert by the Sea. Oh, yeah. Real small little place out in California. 
And uh, she said, I'll be there. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And sure enough, we were up on stage and she showed up. No, actually, we, we hadn't got on stage yet. She came in because Alvin was with me that night. Alvin was probably about two, three years old. Can you remember this? Oh, I actually, he, I vaguely do remember <laughs> it. We have a picture downstairs. Let me tell you why it's so funny. That's funny, Alvin. Um, her hit was, oh, I want to dance with somebody. And Alvin used to love that song as a I kid. I did too. <laughs> he, well, a lot of people did. But he was singing that song. And um, so Whitney came in and I said, Alvin, what song you like? And so Alvin was singing, oh, what is with somebody. And then she walks in. He said, I want to be the... And it, it's like his breath stopped. I was like, oh my God, my child. <laughs> <laughs> Just killed my baby. <laughs> he was in shock because she walked in. And I'll never forget that. And, uh, but anyway, he finally breathed and so he was okay. And, uh, but totally shocked, she picked him up. And that night she ended up on stage with BB and I and ended up singing our songs way better than we've ever sang them before in our lives. And that's where our friendship began. What a set of pipes she had. Oh my God, I, I haven't heard anybody. Yeah, who comes close. <laughs> and so you wind up touring with her eventually, right? Um. Or just she ends up not really. She ends up showing up on our tour. Is that right? She just. Showed I know you were on stage somewhat together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we never toured together. But if she would hear, if she was off at all, and she heard BB and I were out, she would show up, and all of a sudden, all the cameras would start going to the background. We're like, "What's going on?" And right, it would right. be Whitney. Uh, so yeah, our friendship started there, and uh, yeah, and then I got a chance to do a few things with her. I did VH1. Well, you did that huge um, duet from the movie soundtrack. And then we did Count On Me, but we did The Bridge Over Troubled Water together, and uh, and then Count On Me, yeah. Count On Me was on the soundtrack of Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, Waiting to Exhale contract. I mean contract. Soundtrack, yep. Yeah. Can you do it? Um, count on me through thick and thin, a friendship that will never end. When you are weak, I will be strong. Helping you to carry on. Count on me, I will be there. Don't be afraid. Please believe me when I say, count on me. I'm Robert K. Orman, and you're listening to Children of Song, and we're visiting today with gospel royalty, Cece Winans and her son Alvin Love. Number three. That's right. Number three. <laughs> this new album that you produced, uh, what was that dynamic like? I mean, suddenly, like, your boss and your mom around what? Yeah, <laughs> yes. definitely, like, bossing me around. I feel so like... You were you were the one that kind of pushed her into this record, right? I, I mean, I would say so. It was an idea that I had that I felt strongly about. And I've always had opinions about mom's career and certain creative directions I think she should go in so that's not that wasn't really different I think what was different this year or this record is that it was actually validated and and I was able to she actually listened to what I was saying <laughs> that's probably the main Finally. difference because I've been I've had ideas for her since I was like 11 12 like I think she do this how about this and I would pitch songs and like hear songs from other writers that I think she should do so I've always kind of been involved but this was the first time I was actually given, um, I guess, the responsibility. And she actually agreed to go along with what I was saying to do. And that was fun. 
And it had been a while since you had done a record, hadn't it? Almost 10 years. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. Since we put out new music. Uh, over the last five years, about five years ago, my husband and I, we started a church called Nashville Life here in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And um, Another even, big step for you because you, you had never been a pastor. Oh, no, never have been one, never prayed to be one. Um, <laughs> still can't believe I am one, but it's been amazing. It was definitely a God thing. And now to see lives changing and making disciples uh, is pretty exciting. You know, we have a church full of millennials and they are they are excited about knowing Jesus. And that's exciting to me, you know. You know, the thing with young people, they're facing things that we did not. You're right. You're absolutely and right. gospel people are no more immune from Challenges. drugs and everything else that everybody else has. And you faced right. this with Whitney. Mm-hmm. You've, in your own family, there's mm-hmm. been problems. And so how do you tell me about processing through those kinds of difficulties? You know, you like, know um, what worked for people... In the Bible days, mm-hmm. uh, days still works today, you know. It's still through prayer and faith in God, understanding that God is, is love, understanding that God is with you and that he'll bring you through every challenge, you know, even when you don't know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I lost my second eldest brother, my, my sister Debbie, my youngest sister, says, Cece, what are we going to do without Ronald? And I was just like, I don't know. That must have been a huge loss. Oh, it was huge. Um, I said, I don't know, but God knows, you know, and that's the thing. God makes all the difference in the world, having them in your heart, having them in your life through difficulties. Um, he has proven to pull you through. His word does. His songs of worship and praise mm-hmm. comfort you, um, knowing that you have eternal life. So whatever happens in this world, I'm going to a better place, you know. Um, and he was, he was really young. He died of a heart attack. He was like 48. Yeah, and only 48 years old. And, uh, yeah, pretty pretty rough time. But You and B.B. took Whitney's death fairly hard, too, and he wrote a book about it. Definitely, um, definitely. Whitney was another one. Even though we knew her struggles, um, just didn't expect for her to leave here. What did you, if for people who, because you knew her, you guys were friends. She mm-hmm. came out, she saw you. I mean, mm-hmm. she shared things with you. She, what, what is something about her and her personality that would shock people who, who look up to her, wonder what she was like? Um, what, what would shock people? Well, they, I mean, you see her uh, in one way when you see her on television, you know, as this huge star. And she was very, she was very simple. She, she really enjoyed the simple things of life, you know. Um, when she would come visit us, Alvin knows she wanted to go to White Castles in, really? a, in a limousine. It's like, <laughs> what? You want White Castles? <laughs> but, yeah, she was just at home, right, Alvin? Just having fun and very down to earth and was really happy with, or should I say she probably would have been extremely happy not being famous at all, you know, but she had a gift that she had a gift. that just wouldn't allow her to stay well, in the her background. Mother, her mother was always the background lady, too. She made, mm-hmm. Sissy Houston made solo records, but she that's was right. always always in the person. That's right, that's right, and she trained Whitney, mm-hmm. you know, so, so a lot of people wouldn't understand that she really enjoys simple things, yeah. So when you approached this new record, having been away for so long, mm-hmm. was that like a little bit scary? Yeah. 
Yes and no. Um, yes, because I understand the work that goes into it and really being prepared vocally. And I wasn't really prepared. You know, I didn't really prepare myself to go into the studio. Um, even though I knew I was going to do this record, Alvin had written the songs and I loved them and I was excited about it. Um, so that's the only scary thing. Um, but, but going back in was exciting too, because I love music, mm -hmm. you know, and again, I love the songs that Alvin had written. I was excited about approaching them. I knew it would be hard work because I know that he's a perfectionist and he was going to be rough on his mom. So I had to submit. I had to actually do what he told me to do. That has which, to have been hard. I mean, yes, it's your that kid. Was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was hard sometimes when I thought it was good and he was like, no, can you do it again? You could do better. And I was like, what? I was singing way before you were thought of. What do you, who, who do you think you are? <laughs> um, but it wasn't hard because I, I have watched him grow as a, you know, from a child to where he is now. And he's always had a good ear. He's always been musical. He's an incredible writer. Um, yeah, he makes me mad, actually. Um, he has a gift, like, almost like my brother Marvin. Marvin's an incredible writer. Alvin can write songs in his sleep, and they're going to be good. Did you write them with her in mind? Yes, I did. Um, the ones I wrote, yeah, they were with her in mind. I was thinking about her voice and so what, I, what I would like to hear her do. Mm -hmm. That's how I came up with them. So you were cooking this up in the back of your mind for a long time? Oh, for oh, years. Yeah. He, he showed me probably six years ago. He started playing me some songs. That's when he was convincing me of the sound. Mom, you just, this is his words because he has a deep voice. Mom, just trust me. And I was like, absolutely not, Albert. <laughs> well, and, and from what I was reading is that everyone thought of you as this contemporary artist. And now all of a sudden with the new album, you're, you're considered a throwback, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I think too. Well, it that, has an old school vibe to it. It does. Uh -huh. It does. Which to me today, especially when I was writing the songs, uh, kind of a vintage sound was contemporary. I feel like a lot of contemporary artists were doing that to me. I feel like there's a new wave of people who, um, my age and even younger, that are just now discovering a lot of uh, the old records. And it was kind of a uh, all the rage, really, in the 20-somethings crowd, especially like music lovers. And everyone's buying vinyl and like really appreciating a lot of older music. That would be me. Uh, yeah, there you go. So uh, I was trying to tell her that, ironically, I think maybe pulling a little bit further back when it comes to inspiration, it would actually become, it would be presented in a very fresh kind of new way. Because mm -hmm. um, that's, that's where I thought we were, where we were in music, and I thought for mom to do something fresh and different, that's a sound that I don't think that people have heard her do. And I think her voice is strong enough to really carry those melodies and songs without all of the uh, electronic help. I really wanted to be, uh, I originally wanted to be analog. I wanted to be all just real instrumentation. And I thought that mom was one of the few voices out that could really carry a record without any of the tricks, I don't know, tricks that yeah. are out today. Bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah, bells and whistles. And so it was important for it to be really pure and uh, showcasing her voice without any other stuff helping her out. Well, and, and you know, I, I love the idea that you know, the, it's almost like it's revolutionary to be like singing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That's a, funny. Have you got a favorite of his that you that you do on the record? Oh, the whole record is so good. I mean, every song is really, really good. We just came off, well, our first 10 city tour doing the Let Them Fall in Love songs. I did every song. I, a lady came up to me after the show, one of the shows, and she was like, I don't think I ever heard an artist do that before. Come out with a new record and do all the songs. But I feel it's not common. Right. I, I threw in a few old ones, you know, throughout the tour. But I was determined to do every song because every one of them are really, and I know he's cracking up at me saying this because I gave him such a hard time <laughs> before I accepted the vision. And, but I loved it and I had a good time. So uh, a favorite one. Do you have I a favorite know. album? I mean, there's got to be a favorite for uh, you. I like, I like all of them in different ways. I like Lowly. Yeah. I like He's Never Failed Me Yet. One song that I did not write that I think mom does very well is a song called Marvelous. It's written by a friend of mine named Dewan Hill. And we sing it at our church. And uh, it just, to me, it really fit the concept of the album. It was kind of kind of reminding me of a 60s, 70s gospel song. But uh, I think she sings that great, too. So I love that one. I love all of them. Let's hear a little bit of that. A little bit of Marvelous. Um, what a wonderful thing you are doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. By your power and love, you are moving. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is marvelous in our eyes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is marvelous in our eyes. See? How does she do that? How does she do that? (laughs) I don't know. I I think you're right because there's something about her stripped down, even acapella here. You sound great. You guys are putting me to the test. Seriously, I don't really want a piano or anything. I'm telling you, I would have messed it up. Yeah. (laughs) She's great. Next record's acapella. (laughs) Don't even try it. Don't even try it. Do you have a vision for the next record? Uh, Right now, I think I'm... She said you write all the time. Yeah, I do. I haven't been writing for her recently. I think I just kind of... That was a lot. It was it was a long process. It was a great process, but I think when it came out, I was like, let me just get away, put a, give it a I'm rest. Sure. But I do have, I mean, I always have ideas. I mean, Alvin has, he gets the whole concept. I mean, from the record cover to, I mean, he's so intense and so detailed. Um, you do look exactly the same as you did 20 years ago. I do. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Well, thank Speaking you. Of photographs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so so I'm sure, but yeah, I, I get upset with him because it takes me it takes I, I have to really work at writing songs. And he he has a gift where and he writes not just one type of song. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just comes from his appreciation for so many genres, but Alvin yeah, he has a gift to write all different styles of, of, of songs. And you've already been so, to church already today, right? Oh, yeah. We had a 6 a.m. prayer. Every Wednesday, our church has 6 to 7 a.m. prayer. And I was singing today, so I got up at 5. So, yeah, we're in it. And <laughs> it's it's a great time, though. I, it's it's an honor to 
to work with my parents and ministry and I'm having a lot of fun. All my friends are a part of it. And then I get to rec- make records. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a cool place in my life right now. I'm just waiting on Alvin's stuff now. He's so behind the scenes. I'm ready for him to do his stuff. We'll see. Your uh, turn, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on the spot. We'll see. Your turn, buddy. Before we say goodbye, though, I think we should do just one song. Want or... an Alvin song? Yeah. Um, what should I sing? You can I do a verse of He's Never Failed Me Yet. You can do Peace From God. Oh, Peace From God. That's okay. a good song. I mean, all of them good, but I like the, the message. A good one to go out on. Yeah, because our nation needs peace. God help us. Yeah, and it's only going to come from God. So, um, when the night is dark, fire, you had us lost its spark. Take a little peace from God. Take a little peace from God. Let it burn in your heart. It's yours for the taking. So just take a little peace from God. It's yours for the making. So just take a little peace from God. It's already given to us, so just take a little peace from God. He is right where you are. Gorgeous. I love the chord changes in that. That's very cool, Alvin. Thanks. And very cool season. (laughs) He's keeping me cool. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been a blast. Oh, thank you. Blast. It was great and seeing you. this is a gorgeous you. house. Yes, it's been way too long. Uh, way too long. Good to see you. Before we let you go, we've got one more story. It's a bonus track we like to call the B-side, Stories from the Road. Once again, here's C.C. Winans talking about a letter she received from a fan who said one of her songs had saved her life. It was a duet her brother B.B. wrote that the two performed together called I owe you me. So, but I remember getting a letter from a young lady, and she was telling me about how she was contemplating suicide. And she heard our song and decided to give life another try. And that changed my life forever. I mean, I realized the power of music, and I also realized the responsibility as an artist, you know, and you're going in as a kid, you're young, you're just having fun. And when you read something like that, it's like, oh, wow, this platform really brings responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, and also an opportunity to really touch lives and, and literally save lives. So that that's a story that I'll never forget. Can we hear a little bit of it? Um... <laughs> Where would I start that one? I owe love, all my love. I owe everything to you, all of my life. That's a long time. You're giving love to me. I owe love, all my heart. It belongs to only you the rest of my days, the rest of my life. The rest of my life, I know I owe you me. 
<laughs> that's hard to sing without BB. <laughs> that is truly a duet, right? yeah. That's a duet. I have to tell you, for those of you listening, Alvin was mouthing the words to her, so she wouldn't <laughs> forget them. <laughs> always supporting. That's right, always supporting. I'm like, how does this there. one go? <laughs> Well, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you all very much. That was fun. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.